This is Just Another Sports Podcast. Thanks for listening, everyone. Greg Swatek, pleased to be joined once again by FNP City Editor Alan Etzler. How it's are you, Alan? Doing well. It's good to be here. We're missing one right now. Yeah, Josh Smith is going to join us uh, in a minute, but he is uh, boycotting all discussion <laughs> about Tiger Woods and golf, which, is, which is, if you know Josh, is not too surprising. So, But it's the biggest story of the week. I, I don't know how you could avoid talking about it. So, um, so Josh will join us in a minute when he thinks the Tiger discussion's over. We might trick him, though, and talk about something <laughs> else. And then when he comes and in, then that, just that, bring him in right into the right. Tiger talk. Well, I like it. Right. And then uh, when he comes in, we'll start talking about Tiger. But um, but we'll see how that goes. We'll talk a little bit about uh, Russell Wilson's contract, NBA playoffs, um, uh, baseball, uh, just just our, our normal uh, buffet of uh, sporting topics uh, here on JASP. So. Uh, again, pleased to have you with us, um, and we got we got to start with the with the Tiger story, Alan. And uh, to me, the story is not so much about uh, Tiger. I mean, uh, who knows how much? Who knows what that win will do for him? I, I don't think anyone does. And it's not really about golf to me um, because I think golf has a lot of good young players mm-hmm. that, and, and I don't think the sport needs Tiger as much as everyone says that it mm-hmm. needs Tiger. I think it would be fine without him. But the people saying that golf needs tiger all the people just like clamoring for the the glory days and when when tiger was winning like three or four majors a year and and i don't think that those days are coming back uh to me the story is just the redemption of 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 tiger woods uh and and just the comeback story for uh, for this guy i mean here's a guy that was at the highest of highs maybe the most famous athlete in the world he fell to the lowest of lows about he fell about as far as you could possibly fall from such an extreme height, and and uh, he's rebounded, mm-hmm. uh, and and, he, and he's come back through his perseverance, determination, and 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 to me that that's the story here, proof that anyone could do this if if they really just put their mind to it and and put the work in. So, yeah, the the Tiger Woods arc, when you look at it from our lens, which is the lens of storytellers, it really is the exact story we would we kind of dream about it's this guy who reached the peak like you said fell as far as he could and tried to come back and failed yep. and then kept trying and finally uh got his redemption um did, i did you watch i mean how much of a golf fan are you did you watch so because i worked at a golf magazine for about a year and some change uh it kind of put me off of the sport just so much golf kind of put me off of golf. So I didn't watch much. Uh, I was at the barbershop on Sunday and I caught the end of, you know, the last few holes of his. And like, I will say there's this aura around the guy. The barbershop stopped to watch him play golf. Right. Like it was, it was a weird thing. I've never seen people treat a golfer like they treat this guy just surround just want to be around watching the game when he's playing so he's always had this kind of aura about him I personally have never got swept up in his aura regardless of when he was good and when I was watching golf versus when he's bad and kind of you know I'm indifferent about it now but it is interesting to watch people kind of behave the way they do about Tiger well yeah what do you think captivated people the most that it was Tiger or just the overall comeback story you know there's to me, there's a sense of nostalgia around the guy now, right? Um, the, everybody wants him to be 1997 Tiger Woods again. Uh, he's not going to be that. 
but there's something there's still something too watching a guy who you watched growing up be the best athlete on the planet and watching him kind of on his last legs. I don't know if this is necessarily his last legs, but he's much older now. He's the wily aging veteran trying to sh- catch lightning in a bottle every now and then at every couple of majors. I, I think for sure it's not going to happen as often as it, as it right. did back in his prime. So, Yeah, and he, he's cha- he's kind of changed the way he's play- he plays the game now. Um, he's, you know, he looks every bit the 43 or 42 or whatever he is. Yeah, he, he looks every bit that he age. made it. He made a joke in his press conference. Like, this is why I'm balding yeah. dude, because <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's that hard to accomplish what he just accomplished. Yeah. So, um, the other remarkable thing to me is just the, the, just the overall arc of the story. I mean, he first won in 1997. It's, yeah. it's 2000 and it's 2019 yeah. almost, almost, uh, uh, more than more than twenty years uh, uh, after the fact, so the fact that he's done this in three different decades now is just remarkable too. But I mean, who knows? I mean, everyone's saying like Tiger's changed. Like, do we really know how much he's changed? Yeah, we can't get. I don't think we as people, and definitely not as sports writers, which is one of the problems I see with the the Tiger conversation, uh, which I guess we could get to in a little bit. It's a bigger conversation, but we I don't think can get swept up as people into who anybody is as an right. athlete. You either appreciate them for their greatness on the field of play or you don't and that's okay. Fantastic yeah, fantastic point. And bringing in all the extracurricular stuff is is dangerous because you if that's how you want to to base your rooting interests, it's going to be hard to like anybody. Because not everybody, no one's perfect. Everybody's going to have some type of flaw that people would see. Oh, that's a bad human being. You can't really root for them. So it's, I mean, you can make that choice, but I don't think we as people can be like, wow, Tiger's totally changed. We we don't know anything about him. And, and it's funny, too. The people that make the biggest moral judgments are often the people that are, like, doing the worst stuff behind yeah. the scenes. So it, it's sort of funny how that works. But, I mean, maybe he smiles at, at a person that he wouldn't have smiled uh, at before, like when walking the course, maybe, maybe his demeanor has shifted slightly, but, but I, I think this whole like tigers change talk is, is way, no, no like you say, no one, no one really knows. Yeah. And like, will he win a lot more now? I mean, who, who knows? I mean, he, ba- he barely won, uh, this masters and, and everyone knew what he had to go through to win this. So he, he might never win again, right. but the fact that he did win is, is, is what I found, uh, just, just crazy. Cause I, cause I never thought I had written him off. I did too. I'd written him off. I had, I thought he had no chance to ever win another major again. I thought, I thought he would finish with 14 major victories every, and now this has reignited the, can he catch Jack Nicholas right. talk? And I, I don't think, I still don't think so, but, but he might win another major or, or two. Um, and, and, and I was starting to wonder if he would ever win again, period. And, yeah, and, and I never, here he's done it. So. I definitely didn't think he'd win another major. I've written him off. I really don't particularly care about him one way or the other. Right. But it, it was, it, if it weren't for, if it weren't Tiger, I would be all over this because it's kind of cool when everybody writes somebody off and they just shove it down their throat anyway and say, I, I'm just going to go do it. And they do it. Uh, Right, but because it's Tiger, I'm like, eh, I'm not as all in on it as I typically might be. I, I just think it's a great comeback story. It, it could have been anyone. It could it could have been uh, Joe Blow. It could have been Tiger. It could have been um, any, any golfer. Just just the comeback story is is, is what's just so remarkable to me. So. 
Hey, guess who just walked in? Uh, Josh Smith. And and, and now uh, we're my, done talking my about my boycott Tiger. is over. Yeah, boycott is over. So I'll, I'll, I wanted to move on to uh, the Russell Wilson uh, uh, contract that the Seahawks just the Seahawks just caved into his artificial <laughs> artificial deadline of April fifteenth to pay him and, and and they gave him a contract um, hundred and forty million over uh, four years more than thirty about thirty four plus million a season highest paid player in NFL history and my question to you guys is did the Seahawks have to do this and and should they have done it. Wow, I I am not a fan of his, um, just because we've talked about it, largely because of the reasons that you listed. Last yeah, he's a, week, he's, a fa- he's, he's a fake he's person, a phony. Yeah, but man, he's good. He's and good. I, if he was my team's quarterback, I would love him to death. So, yes, they did. They they absolutely did the right thing. Um, nobody's worth that kind of money, but if there's any athlete that is, it's a quarterback in the NFL probably who has won a Super Bowl already and has been to another and he's the kind of quarterback that he can he keeps them in the playoff hunt really by himself a yeah. lot of times I mean it's not like they have this glut of talent around him he's got some decent receivers and their offensive line has gotten better but um yeah I he's worth he's worth that kind of sports money yeah so I just I'm trying to figure out you know people talk about like the Seahawks being capped by finances and I'm trying yeah. to figure out where they spend this money where, because there is they, right. there is no talent around this guy, and he consistently gets them to the playoffs. Who is good on the Seattle Seahawks besides Bobby Wagner? Bobby, Bobby Wagner who just got paid. Yeah, Earl Thomas is gone. Right, uh, Bennett's gone. Uh, Sherman's gone. Doug Doug Baldwin's a nice receiver. Not I wouldn't call him a superstar right. by, by any stretch of the imagination. He's, but he's making a ton of money. I'm just trying to figure out where they spend this money. Anyway, the most interesting part about all of this, and I hope you guys agree, was the deal announcement. Was it a social media announcement? Him laying in bed next to Sierra, going all deep voice Russell Wilson. I didn't, I missed hey, it. Hey, Seattle, we got a deal. I, I missed it. <laughs> it was the strangest thing. <laughs> Have you seen the Seahawks teammates are now like mocking yeah. the video? They're, they're like coming out with their own versions of and the video. It's, he's it, it, wearing it's actually chains. pretty funny. He's wearing gold chains. It's like. Who is this guy? Th- is this what is that, 140 million does to you? Maybe that's the real Russell Wilson. Like we've <laughs> um, always said, he's a yeah. phony, but maybe he's a no. gold chain wearing, you know, uh, bed lounging. I don't know. I, I just think this it, stud. It, it just it's another thing that fits into his phony uh, persona. So, right. Uh, like it was really that? weird Make, making this video. So yeah, he thinks like I have to make this video now that I signed this deal. So I'm just going <laughs> to make this goofy video with uh, 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 with Sierra yeah. laying, laying next to him. So. Uh, I, I think his age, you, you, you can justify the contract through by just how, whole, how old he is. He's not one of the older quarterbacks in the league, and I think all the quarterbacks that you would put ahead of him in the league are, 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 near, the end of his, are, are yeah. near the end of their careers. Brady, near the end. Uh, uh, Breeze, near the end. Rodgers. Uh, Rogers toward is, the end. T- toward the end, and, and he's right up there. He got a new he's contract 35. A, a, a season or two ago, so he's right up there with Russell Wilson in terms of how much he's getting paid. Um, uh, Rivers uh, near the end. Ben near the end. Um, I'd put I'd put uh, Patrick Mahomes uh, mm-hmm. ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the question the, the question is: Would you put Would you take Cam Newton before before Russell Wilson? No, no, I don't think so. And would you take Andrew Luck before Russell Wilson? That's a tougher one, but mm. still, I say no. 
I would still take Russell Wilson over. So I, I think there's a solid six or so. They're definitely ahead of him. And then you get into that is like, where, where does Wilson fall behind that? I, I think he's certainly in the top 10, but, um, but where, where does he, where does he fall behind that? Like, is he luck is like you said, an interesting one. Um, uh, Cam, um, Cam's so. an interesting one. Mm-hmm. So in Cam, uh, I, I I don't know what his contract status is if if he's got 140 paid, so. million. <laughs> no, so I mean it, it's it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. How restricted will the Seahawks be in terms of who they could sign? You, you make a good point, Alan. Like who are they really paying? Get their they're up against the cap. Yeah, they didn't even make um, any big moves in the off season. Otherwise, did they? They didn't, and they can't pay Frank Clark, who's their best edge rusher. Yeah. Apparently, they can't pay him. I don't know. I feel like the salary cap is kind of just doesn't really exist like it exists but it doesn't exist yeah. in football like people just maneuver things around mm-hmm. all the time but i i don't know who their big cap players are on this team because there's not a ton of talent there aren't they paying like didn't they trade for a left tackle or something last year or the year before that that they're probably paying wasn't it the texans left tackle uh, your, bro- your brother's gonna want to slap me but yeah um yeah, well I think it was they let Brown. max hunger go he was their center um they lost um they lost their running back. Uh, didn't they lose one of their running backs, or am I thinking of somebody else? I don't think they lost their no, running back. No, they have they Carson didn't. and they have Carson is, is who I'm thinking of for whatever reason. So it looks they like him. they're paying. Uh, I don't know how updated this is. That it says Russell Wilson is at 25 million. Frank Clark is at 17 million, which seems absurd. Bobby Wagner's at 14 million. Doug Baldwin's at 13 million. Dwayne Brown is at 10 million. They lost Russell Okun, right? He was he was the left yeah. tackle, right? Yeah, he's in Denver. Uh, and then it's two guys at seven million who aren't particularly good. And well, I think that I don't know where this. I mean, it seems like a lot of money. I just a I lot know. of it was an assigning bonus, I think. Yeah. Um, so the way that, like you were talking about, it's all about structure. So I sixty-five think, million guaranteed. I yeah, think. Yeah, it's and it's a lot. It was a, it was the biggest signing bonus in NFL history. So. And I think it's it's an extension, so it's not this year. This right. you know, it's outside of the outside of the signing bonus. So um, maybe they're talking about you know next year they can make a splash in free agency. Even though they still sign Russell Wilson to this huge contract, they still have flexibility and you know, and, and they're they'll be capable of signing some big name guys maybe next year or something. So last year, maybe a few months ago this time, or a few months ago last year. Jimmy Garoppolo was the highest paid quarterback yeah. in football. There's been seven or eight contracts now. Who is the next quarterback up that's going to get big money, and, and how high do we go? Ooh, is it good luck? Question. Is it luck I was just going to say it's Andrew Luck or Mahomes. Because oh, I wonder they, what that Mahomes contract know, is going to look he's like. He's only in his second year. They have him third, under control. Third year, actually, because remember he sat out the first right. year. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah, last year was his second year. Is what so I Mahomes meant. is going to be due after they're probably going to look to re-sign him after this after after this after, season. after this season you because the, the contract is four right. years and you don't want to risk letting him go for nothing. Right. So so it's going to be between Mahomes and Luck and Luck, Luck has had, a Luck big has deal. three years left. Yeah. What about Deshaun Watson? Deshaun, he's his, in the same boat as Mahomes. His deal will be coming up. Yeah, he was taken. Uh, no, Watson was well, a year before. Four, uh, God, these, these years run. They were run no. Together, last so. year was Watson's second year. He and Mahomes are in the same. We're in the same draft class. Yes, yes. Because they've only been in the NFL for two years, both of them. Right. Uh, and the Chiefs and Texans both traded up to get them. Right. So I don't. Watson has the injury past. 
um, that he needs to stay healthy for an entire season and get them to the playoffs uh, and have a big, you know, have a big season. I think for them to be be ready to shower him with a monster. Deal. I've, I've got a name for you. Yeah. Carson Wentz. He's up in 2021. Yeah, same same boat, I think. I think it's just health. Super Bowl. Yeah, I he's mean. He's got that going for him. I, I think it's health, though. It, it, that's they And he's up. You're right, though. They're going to have to do that this offseason. Yeah. What do you guys think is the tipping point for this? Like, how much, how high could the ceiling how go? How much of your, like, what percentage of your salary is the most well, you could have for your football team? Well, every year they keep bumping right. up the salary cap. Right. So, okay. Um, yeah, that's true. It's just going to keep going up and up, and you're going to see the next one's going to be $40 million a year, probably. Don't you think? Because didn't Russ just get, isn't he going to make 30 something a year in the, one of these tail, at the tail so. end of the deal? So it's going to be closer to 40 million a year for a quarterback i I just wonder how high it could possibly get because like one of my uh browns fan friend they said like when baker gets paid he he could make more than like 50 million a year and 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 your like initial reaction is like there's no way he's going to make 50 plus million a year right but but it's it's hard to dismiss out of out of hand just because the numbers keep going up the salary cap keeps going up and uh I was just I, I I've been reading I'm still reading this Barry Bonds book that Perlman wrote and of course it, part of it talks about how when Bonds got his first big deal back in the early 90s when he left Pittsburgh it was 40 million dollars it was like wasn't 40 it? Yeah. million and it was like absurd it was like why in the world would you pay a baseball player this kind well, of money? and now look at what we're doing like one of these players is going to make 40 million a season soon yeah right and the Bonds deal was like over 6 or 7 years five, I think wasn't it was it? 5 yeah. yeah so 8 8 million a year yeah and that was everybody was falling which, which, out of their chairs. Which is now like a huge bargain for, right. for any like superstar player. So uh, it's interesting. I mean, yeah, you can't get a fourth starting pitcher for eight million a year now. Yeah, I mean, just to play devil's advocate, the Seahawks didn't have to pay Wilson. They didn't have to. I mean, I think it's smart that they did, but they had him under control for two or three more years. That he could have played under the franchise tag, and then they. But could do you want to? But you do want to risk making him unhappy though. Yeah, because that's what he wanted. Especially and everything franchise. they've given up for him. His right. w- his wife kind of wants to live in uh, L.A. or New York, and because of her career, and um, I mean, now I think she'll settle for Seattle at at, uh, at thirty four million a yeah. season, sixty five guaranteed. She can she can How much buy. She, what's her net worth? I I, I, I think I, it's in the tens of millions of dollars. I'm sure. I don't think um, I don't think like if they wanted a house in Los Angeles, yeah. she could probably afford I'm it. I'm pretty sure they have uh, by, one by, by herself with, without, Rus- <laughs> right. without 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 Russell's help. So, Let's um, see, but but she, but she'll now hop course. on a hop on a plane a little more often thanks 20, to Russell. Twenty million. Deal. Yep. Estimated twenty million. Wow. So and then you can just not have a great quarterback. You could be really bad, and then there's this thing that they have every year called the NFL draft. And if you're really bad, you could just you're probably in, in in good position to um to uh to draft one of the top quarterbacks coming out of college. So they didn't technically have to pay him, but I think it's smart that they did. Especially, in, I mean, when you're playing the Rams twice a year, when you're playing the Forty ers with yeah. Shanahan and Garoppolo twice a year, the Cardinals are probably going to get better with Kyler Murray. Um, you, you're going to have to score some points. Uh, yeah. Uh, so so if you if you want to be good with this current group, I mean, th- they had to do it. I, so. I agree, and especially with the style of play that he has, he brings them back. He's a great fourth quarter quarterback. Uh, like you just said, he's they're going to be in some shootouts. I think as we move on in the years here with the, with just what the talent is in that division. So, or what it's going to be. Yeah. Uh, the NBA playoffs have gotten a little interesting. So uh, the the Golden State Warriors, everyone's just presumed favorite to win it all. 
Uh, had had a 31 point lead the other night in game two against the Clippers, and 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 they wound up losing the game. They also lost. They also lost to Marcus Cousins for probably the rest of the He's, season yeah. due to a torn uh, quadricep. So, I mean, the Ro- the Rockets look great in 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 their first game. Uh, the Bucks and the Celtics look good in the East. I mean, or you guys feel the Warriors are any more vulnerable now than this they were it. before? This is or? what they needed. They need some adversity. So here we go. And this is when they pressed the accelerator. They lost one of their big free agent signings that everybody thought was going to make it a cinch that they win it. And they blew a gigantic, a, a historic lead. So, man, here we go. They're going to come out and they're going to destroy the Clippers on Friday, on Thursday night. And <laughs> They're going to win by 100. I'm sorry. I, this changes nothing in my mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me either. <laughs> I mean, it's not going to be like, like like everyone's talking like they're going to lose Kevin Durant, and I think that's going to help him for the same yeah, reason. For, yeah. for the same reason, Gotta because get it done because he's cause going because they will they will be motivated again with with, with they'll they'll bring back Clay. And it'll be. It'll, oh, I thought you meant for this year. I was going to say maybe this year they know he's leaving, so they got to get it done. Well, no, no, no. They might lose him in the offseason. Yeah. And next year yeah. they could be just as good, if not better, yeah. just because they'll be super motivated again and they'll be hungry again. It'll be the, it'll be the original core of Draymond, Clay, and Steph. And, and it'll and, be great and, when they lose Kevin Durant and they sign Le- or they trade for LeBron. <laughs> right. And, and instead of just listening to how great they are all offseason, which they've been doing for the last three years, everyone will be telling them how screwed they are that they yeah. lost Kevin Durant and how is the Warriors dynasty – is it over? Are they done? So they're going to be super motivated again to play next year. Now they might be able to bring back DeMarcus Cousins on a cheap contract because right. who's going to pay him after two major injuries and two consecutive Yeah, I mean, how many years? games has he so, played this season? Uh, yeah, he came it's back like thirty some. I'm just right. guessing. He, he he came back in late January, I want to say, mm-hmm. so probably in that range. Mm-hmm. And that, and that, this is his second major injury in two years, so he's not going to cash in like like he thought. He'll probably sign a decent contract for one year again, but it could be with the Warriors. Yeah. So so I I think losing Durant could even help him uh, if, if 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 it happens. So I think the best strategy to beat the Golden State Warriors might be to get down three zero. And just hope they're sleeping. Hope they sleep. Just hope right. they sleep. You catch them one, two, three, maybe. And then that third game, they're probably pretty motivated. But you're hoping for an off night. <laughs> exactly. That might be. There might be something to do that. Because because that's one thing they do well. They, they do get bored. Uh, yeah. Uh, very easily. So lull them to sleep. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. We'll see if that happens. So so <laughs> so Oklahoma. If that's your best chance. You have no yeah, chance. Doubt, right. Doubt it. So uh, Oklahoma City's down two nothing. Westbrook's is on that huge playoff losing streak. Uh, Houston uh, looked great, like we said. Um, Man, Portland looks good. Uh, Portland, Portland, yeah, and, and everyone forgets Portland is the number three yeah. seed. Wouldn't it be fun three to see? In the West. It would really be fun to see a different team come, come up to challenge the Warriors. Like I'm not saying that it wouldn't be great to see the Rockets and Warriors play again, but I think it would be cool to see somebody like Damian well, Lillard. To I would get love in there. Damian Lillard to get on that stage yeah, too. It, yeah. it, it, it could he, happen because Port- guy who deserves it. Because because I mean, like, do you put any faith in the Nuggets? I mean, they lost right. game one to the Spurs. So I mean, either OKC, Portland, San Antonio, or Denver. One of those teams is going to be in the conference mm-hmm. finals. So one of those teams presumably will play Golden State if Golden State can get past Houston with yeah. their issues and and injuries. So um, so yeah, you, you, uh, Portland could very well be in the Western Conference. Did you finals. guys pay attention to the Jennifer C.J. McCollum saga at all? No, go no. ahead. <laughs> so last year when they got knocked out of the playoffs, C.J. McCollum's pretty active on Twitter. Mm-hmm. C.J. McCollum, shooting guard for the Blazers, mm-hmm. for listeners who don't know. Um, beat, beat Duke in the NCAA tournament with uh, yeah. with Lehigh. Um, and 
so he gets knocked out of the playoffs, tweets something out, somebody responds, uh, her name is Jennifer, win a playoff game, and then we'll talk. And so he responded pretty much immediately, I'm trying, Jennifer. And so they finally won a playoff game. <laughs> so did he tweet at her? A year later. No, but reporters were asking about it. It was like the number it was the first question he was asked at the press conference. So did do you have t- any do you have any words for Jennifer? <laughs> <laughs> totally missed that. Yeah. I did and I did just catch yes yesterday the, the, the uh, story that uh Joel Embiid was on the sideline Texting. with one of his teammates yeah. and they were using a phone doing God knows what in the middle of a playoff game. Could be boatworthy. It could be. Okay, I'll, what, I won't go too deep into that then. What would have to be on somebody's phone to get you to I stop and look at it during a playoff pass? The, 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 excuse at, given, the excuse given after the game was that Amir Johnson, the player in question, his daughter was sick, and he he got some text updating him on the status of his daughter. Yeah. But, but as the point was made by other people, like if – you really had a family health issue. Wouldn't you give that phone to someone else? Yeah, and, and just and, and come it, talk to me throughout the game. Right. Give, give your phone to someone else. They can update you throughout the game. Like, you don't have to be the one actually receiving the if message. It's, so, if it's that bad, stay home. So here's my question. Did he? No one was punished, right? There was no penalty for that. I, I think the Sixers were said they, they were going to. The Sixers, I think, were going to handle it internally. Okay. And they, and they probably didn't announce the discipline. My question is, if you're the NBA, if you're Adam Silver... Do you like this? Do you like that they have that there's a player on the sideline in the middle of a game who could be using social media in the middle of a game? Like, cause cause the NBA, NBA Twitter, NBA social media is crazy. It is the best. That <laughs> is what makes that league. Really, it is. it is. That's why fans love it so much. Is because it's there's so much activity on Twitter all the time. I, I never. Do you thought, think I Adam Silver that, yeah. would would like? The idea of his players using, like, say you're, you're on the bench, you're taken out, you got your breather, you know, you're John Wall, you're at the beginning of the fourth quarter, you're getting, the, you're getting your breather, and you go on Twitter and say something about the game. What do you think the NBA would? I'll let you take that one first. Uh, my immediate reaction is no, because they have the policy in place where you can't have phones. But Adam Silver is one of the more progressive, progressive. commissioners. Like he's embraced. Like he's not rebelling against gambling anymore. He's he's embracing gambling, and, and pretty mm-hmm. soon you're gonna be able to place bets in, in in the arena. Like how many points will the team score at the end of the first quarter? I mean, you're gonna be, yeah. be able to place all sorts of bets. He's he's uh, he's working with uh, college basketball on the the one and done is ending because because no one likes the one and done. Even though I think it helps, well, it uh, helps play, play, players in certain sure. cases like the Zion Williamsons of the world. Yes. Um, uh, so he's who's he's working. He's he's he he goes after problems and he attacks problems. So he could look at it and say, "What's really the big deal if someone's tweeting uh, on the bench? Yeah. Is, there, is it really destroying team chemistry that much?" Um, so my initial reaction is no, but but knowing how progressive he thinks, <laughs> he might be open to something like that. It could probably get out of control pretty quickly, though. That's my, the only issue. My initial thing is probably not during the playoffs. Yeah, maybe they put a. But like on it. all-star game, all Shoot, over yeah, it. Absolutely. Uh, early regular season training camp. Yeah, I can, pre, pre, uh, pre, pre-season give it a shot. Pre, yeah. pre-season, you know? pre-season games. Yeah. yeah. I just wonder what comes of it with like talking about officials. Yes. 
Now, uh, and there's no coach. You, there's right. no. There's no coaches that would sign up for it. If there's, no. if there are kind of scuffles, but what do would, people say after the scuffle is over with? Right. There would have to be like you would probably have to be fined if you if you tweet about officiating in the middle of a game. Imagine if it came to that. That that would right. have to be a finable offense. I yeah. think. So there would have to be limits to it. You can't but, say anything now anyway. Yeah. If ca- you can't. Right. But if someone has a big dunk or something, someone should be allowed to tweet about yeah, it. Like Magic I, Johnson. I, I can, so, I yeah. can see them like live streaming on yeah, Instagram. Yeah. Ma- that's what Magic wants. That's what Magic wants to do that's why he quit right, the that's Lakers. why he quit he so, needs yeah. to be able to tweet again right <laughs> well we're, sorry Alan we, we stopped I, all over. I could see them like live streaming on Instagram yeah. and, and Snapchat or Twitter or whatever just people you know dunking yeah. on a fast break and having fun with are, it. Are, the question is are we ready for something like that because I mean like when Antonio Brown like Facebook lives oh in the God, locker right. room everyone flips out so people are, lost their minds so, over that so are, are we as a sporting public ready for Players to be tweeting Younger from the bench. The, Kids are. Yeah. The more you pull back the curtain, I'm all over it. Yeah, I agree. I want to see that kind of stuff. Yeah, I want. That's I wanna why see... Hard Knocks has been so popular. Exactly. You get to watch people get cut. I mean, that right. kind like it kind of sucks, but like it's it's really cool right. you to hear see inside, inside that door. And I think it would be very similar if you're watching guys do like a Q and A during the game or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the Sixers are a mess right now because they're, 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 their fans are like booing Ben Simmons out of the building now because he can't shoot. I can't, so well, I have a problem with that too. Look, okay, I said I know the guy I said, got you there. I know I said last week, don't tell me who to boo because I wanted to boo Chris Davis, and there were people saying you shouldn't boo him. I'm going to say like Ben Simmons is not a great shooter. Uh, <laughs> he wasn't drafted to be a great shooter, and that's not his job on the team. So if he starts missing jumpers, I, I don't understand why you're jumping down his throat there and booing him but whatever i mean you can boo whoever you want he had he had a snippy response to it which didn't help the instead of just just owning it and just letting it disappear and go away uh, he made, he made, made he, it worse he, he he sort of made it made it worse with the response he told the fans to like stay home or stay on the sideline or whatever <laughs> no, if, you, if you're gonna boo that. him so i love that <laughs> so that. i love that yeah. if they're gonna talk mess to you you talk, talk right, right back, back. <laughs> yeah it, it, ke- it keeps it going though yeah. uh, uh for sure so oh, that's true um, just be just total heel turn right and i I'm, watched I'm the game with that yeah. yeah and i watched the milwaukee bucks play i haven't really seen him play much uh except seeing Giannis highlights all season long <laughs> well that's the team so <laughs> yeah well you haven't but, missed much but they are really good I they mean, are they're, they're, they're not just i mean they're i think they're a legitimate threat they're to, an interesting to, uh, roster yeah i mean uh with chris middleton and uh, uh, brooke lopez who can shoot a big guy that's hoisting Does like Paul pay for Paul, Paul Gasol play for them? I think yeah. Yeah, he was a Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah. Right. Uh, who's, who's coming back total from, stud c- coming back from injury. Um, uh, but, but Brooke Lopez is like shooting Steph Curry threes and he's yeah. like, a, he's like a seven foot center. So, um, I, I think they're a threat to, they would be a threat to the Warriors. I think. I, so. I know like we talk a lot about LeBron and the Lakers, but can we just think about how stupid the Lakers look right now as we watch, Brooke Lopez hoisting threes, looking like Steph Curry mm-hmm. in the playoffs, and D'Angelo Russell leading the Nets to a win in, in the, Philly, in the yeah. playoffs. Like they look so dumb, letting good players walk. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, the Clip- Julius Randle had mm-hmm. a great like. And meanwhile, the Clippers are pulling yeah. off historic <laughs> historic comebacks across town, and are probably the front runner to land Kawhi Leonard. Who, I'm who sorry, the but won, we so. talked before we came in here. We were chit chatting in Collins' office. I don't know a player on the Clippers roster. I didn't. I was at work here. I did not get to watch any of that game because I was working. And Greg texted me at one o'clock in the morning. They lost. I don't. I don't know a Clippers player until their, you told me. Their, their best player is Lou Williams, who, yeah. who who can who's 
got a ridiculous scoring. Oh no, I, right I shouldn't now. say that. Uh, I did. DeAndre Jordan is still there, right? So I do know that he's on the team. Yeah, but I didn't know Lou Williams was their stud. Right. Yeah. The, the game-winning three was made by Landry Shamit, who he, DeAndre uh, who, Jordan who, didn't he? No, he didn't go to. He ended up not going to right, Dallas. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. He almost did. Right. Uh, so, so I, I think Milwaukee's a threat, and I did read that Giannis uh, story in SI that you were uh, talking about. Did you think that story was more about uh, Mike Budenholzer or, or, or Giannis? <laughs> I agree that that. Well, here's well, my issue was the whole. St- I thought the story was about Mike Budenholzer, and I was looking at the as I was reading it, I was like, where are the photos of him? And there was one tiny photo that was like a one column, you know two inch high photo of him. And I was like, that's a misrepresentation of this story. I thought, so I did not like that because I thought the story was largely about him. I, I did too. Like they sold it as a Giannis story. And they it, did. it is a part because they're talking about him getting the chance to coach well, Giannis, but the whole story was really about Budenholzer. And they're also trying to sell magazines. <laughs> right, yeah. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. If you put, and Budenholzer, if, you put if you put Mike Budenholzer on, <laughs> right. on the on front the, page of right. your magazine, because he's even described in the story as looking like very unathletic <laughs> yeah. and, and, and not muscular. So, right. um, so I, so, I, I did go, finally get a chance to read the story, and I said they're selling it as a Giannis story, but it's really about the coach of the point. team. So, yeah. um, so the NBA playoffs have been uh, uh, interesting. So. It's great. I love it. I wish I could watch more of it. Yeah. Um, are we throwing people on the boat? Or do you guys oh, have yeah. – yeah, Did you have something you wanted to talk about, Josh? Oh, no, this can be for a scene or to be seen. I have something here. Uh, okay. But we can do the boat, yeah. Um, I have a couple, and I didn't I didn't come up with them until I went into Colin's office and t- chatted with him for five minutes, and I immediately came up with two. So this week, I'm wearing my O's hat. They O's lost last night. Dylan Bundy pitched. I want Dylan Bundy to go away. <laughs> I am really tired of Dylan Bundy. I am really not a fan of Dylan Bundy anymore. I, there was a time about two or two years ago I was really excited about what he could possibly be just by watching him and hearing about him. He's not be, he's not becoming that guy. He is incredibly average. He's almost it seems like he's below average. He can't he can't throw as hard as you know because he had the Tommy John surgery. His velocity is down. He's relying on you know lesser lesser pitches, and he gives up home runs like it's his job, and. Uh, you know, like last night was a perfect example of what he has become. He can't make it out of the third. He can't make it three times through the lineup. He can't. He always gives up a big hit, a big home run, two big home runs. Normally he gives up, like, when he's bad, he, he gives up four, you know. They didn't give up, like, ten runs before he got an out in, last year. in, in, in one game last year. Yeah. yeah. Um, I am totally on board with them trying to trade him to somebody. Now, I don't know what they could get for him, but I don't care. <laughs> I think they just need to get rid of his butt. And get a prospect for him, and send him wherever, and maybe he can he can pan out somewhere else. For all I care, I really don't care anymore. I think he needs to go away. That would be Orioles. that would be totally typical Orioles fashion. It would. That's that's fine. But he has done nothing to continue to be in Baltimore. Honestly, if you ask me, and for what you know, for for they, who's the first round draft pick? He's another one of these guys who just he they, they are terrible at drafting first round quarter, uh, quarterbacks, pitchers. So, uh, you know, I'm tired of it. He can go away, and also. I'll throw on uh, Draymond Green's mother, who was tweeting after that game, and I just learned about this as well. And she was she was trash talking Steve Kerr. Wow! Come on, bold move. Yeah, I I think you need to go on the boat for that. I, you Dr- don't trash talk Steve Dr- Kerr. Draymond, Draymond's been pretty close to a, a boat uh, invitation. That's true. Uh, pr- How is he not on? Years. Like just all his behavior over the years, like low b- blowing LeBron, getting getting suspended for a NBA Finals game for a, for a low blow, <laughs> um, and, and just all his antics. He and Durant got into it earlier in the season, right? So, so his mom is. I, I mean, I'm just. 
yeah. I'm perplexed as to what she's doing there. It's, it's, it's one game, Mrs. Green. Yeah. It's one game, Mrs. Green. There's like, some other yeah. things. Colin read me one of her tweets. I didn't even understand it. I, I guess I'm not cool like that. So <laughs> I, didn't, like, I didn't even get what she was saying. The, the series is one-to-one. They lost because they got essentially bored yeah. uh, up 31. And they're, they're still going to win this series. So there's nothing to really like flip out about. So Who's, uh, who's next? Who you got, Alan? Go ahead, Greg. Well... It's about time we throw our uh, our fearless leader, uh, President Trump, uh, on, on the boat, and, yeah, I'm, and I'm not throwing I'm not throwing him on for any political reasons because you could right. love you could love or hate his politics. I mean, that's not why I'm throwing him on on the boat. I'm throwing him on the boat because he's announced he's going to present Tiger Woods <laughs> with the uh, Medal of Freedom. So, like, if anyone is not deserving of the Medal of Freedom, like Tiger Woods is pretty high on that list. Like, yeah. Like it's a great comeback story. Like congrats on the amazing win at the Masters, but you won a golf tournament. Yeah. Like nothing you have done in your life deserves deserves the Medal of Freedom. So Trump is friendly with Tiger. He's played golf with him before, um, but uh, there are way more people deserving of the Medal of Freedom more than Tiger for 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 his great comeback win at the Masters. As if he needs more accolades, right? And more right. trophies, and I would more honestly, medallions. I would honestly like to just hear tiger just be like i don't think i deserve this well do we know anything about so he is friendly with trump so i don't i don't know anything about that they have a relationship okay. i don't I mean, they've played golf recently i think even too i i don't know if trump if tiger's a trump supporter or not did but, you guys they, hear they, that, they've played uh, golf before did you guys hear that rick riley wrote a whole book about donald trump's golf yeah. golfing right experiences uh he he connects it to very similar in the same vein as perlman's use usfl book the Lies told in gotcha. the USFL, lies sure. told in his golf game connect okay. to okay. It I, is the way he frames the book. I, I Not my one, words. I think one of the because I saw Rick Riley on on being interviewed on yeah, the radio this the week, um, and one anecdote is like Trump hit a bad shot, um, and and he looked around and none of his playing partners <laughs> saw it. <laughs> so, so he said, "Throw me another ball," and, and he he and then he hit another shot, and then. And then they got to the green eventually, and one of the playing partners said, "Hey, what was your score on the, that hole, Mr. Trump?" And he said it was a four, but it had taken him like way. They knew it had taken him like way too long to have four strokes. So, so how? My question is, how can he write a whole book about this? Like, how many how many stories could you possibly well, have about Rick, Donald Trump? Rick Riley's a great writer. He is. I, uh, apparently he's play, he, apparently during one of his interviews he said he's played golf with Trump before. Okay, too, don't get me so. wrong, I'm not going to read the book because it's about golf, but right. I'm just curious as to how in the hell you could write a, write a whole book about that. I, I did have to ask you a golf question though this week, Josh. I can't resist. Is yes. golf is golf better today uh, <laughs> than it was last week before Tiger won the Masters? Of course it is. Right. Everybody loves Tiger except right. me. Everybody, everybody wants. I'm him indifferent to win. about you it. You are. That's true. No, no, no. It's not just that they love tigers. That golf needs golf tiger. needs him. Right. They, yes. They, they, yeah. Golf golf has to have when, tiger. When tiger was bad, they weren't making hundreds of millions. I of felt dollars. so bad for golf yeah. until last weekend. I really did. Right. So golf is in a much better place now than, than it was before. But of all the people deserving of tiger yeah. won a golf yeah. tiger won a golf tournament. That doesn't that doesn't qualify him to win a, a medal of uh, uh, freedom. Sorry. From one slime bag to another, here's, right. here's right. his medal. So, so, so Trump, you're, so Trump. Some people would have said we should throw him on the boat a long time ago. I'm not getting into his no, politics. We, we don't talk about but, it. Um, but, 
but yeah, Donald Trump is going on the boat right. uh, uh, this week. So uh, I had another one, but it slipped my mind. Well, Alan, Alan can go. Yeah. Uh, well, I was initially going to put Greg Swatek on the boat for making me the second option to <laughs> well, join you guys I, on the I, podcast. I, I, I'm, I'm curious about that. Were you sitting in Chris's office when I? When yes. I, I, yes, I, I was. And he goes, he your, goes your, your reaction was so fast. I knew you had. I knew he you goes, had. He yeah. goes. So are you going to be on the podcast yeah. today? I was like. No one asked me. Busted. And he's like, oh. and, and, and then the text he's probably like, comes in like three seconds yeah, later. Yeah. Um, but I'm not going to do that to what you. What I just that... did is I like asked out a girl and, and, and then <laughs> she said no. And then like two seconds later, I asked out another yeah. girl. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, but I'm not going to do that to you because the boat's just, it's just not a good place it's to be. It's not a place for great. So well, I don't, I don't want, did, I don't want to put you there. Last week's episode, uh, Alan, we, we have a new twist to the boat. For like these repeat offenders that we want to keep yes. throwing on the boat, we're now sending them to Mars. We could fire their like asses it. off so, to so Mars. We could, we could put them on a mission to Mars. I so. like that. I'm not doing that yet, but I'll probably okay. take advantage of that next week. Yes. I am throwing all of the golf riders on the boat. Yes. I love that. I, I have never, ever... I'm I'm not super old school. Like, you can't root. You can't cheat. Like, I get it. People have rooting interests. Your rooting interest should not come through in your work. And the it amount does. of fawning over terrible. Tiger Woods that golf writers have. I've never seen an athlete with so much baggage be treated so well. It doesn't by matter the media. What, it doesn't matter what he does off the course. They they right. can turn a complete blind eye to the kind of person that he and is. And it's and it's not as somebody who's been in these golf media tents, mm-hmm. like they don't hot like they cheer for the guy in the like in the media tent. Like that's just not really how I have ever seen journalism done. It's not how I think it should be done. And I don't think you should openly cheer or root for a guy through your writing. I think you should tell the story. And the story, arc wise, is a very good one. Easy one to tell. But they hurt themselves, I think. Uh, what was the line that Dahlberg used? Dahlberg wrote that surely everyone is proud more than just his son That's is right. prou- proud everyone. of Tiger. Why? Why do that? Just let let it end with his son being yes. proud of him. Like that's yeah. enough. That's a good enough story. Yeah. So I'm throwing golf writers on the boat. Yeah, and that's what we talked about earlier. Like, like does anyone know how much is, is Tiger any different than he was right. back in 2009 when he got busted for all this? Who knows? Right. <laughs> who who knows? Right. Who knows what he did after he won the Masters? I mean. Um, that's that would be a better story than him. Yeah. It's, it's nothing more than Following a cool. It's, it's cool nothing matters. more than a cool comeback story. Right. Like, no one knows if Tiger's any different. Right. So, so that's, Greg, that's he went my to, boat addition. Greg, he went to sex addict. Oh, uh, that's addicts right. anonymous. I, I, I forgot. He went to. He's a sex addict. I forgot. Rehab for so, that. Remember, okay. he's yeah. cured. And, and he might have fist bumped one more person than than he did back in <laughs> yeah. two thousand and eight. When he won, when he won the sex U.S. Addict. Open, so there's no such thing as sex addiction. Sorry, I, I think we're. Well, it's either that. If there is, we're <laughs> Sorry. all. Sorry, if there is, we're <laughs> hard stance there. If there is, we're all addicted. Stick to sports. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> right. If it, if it exists, like we're all affected. That, that we're all is what I mean. It's it. not. Yeah. A, it's not an actual affliction. Right. So, but you know, I'm not a professional, so don't listen right. to me, kids. <laughs> right. I, to, I I can't remember Jesus. who else I wanted to throw on. This took a turn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Graham uh, will be uh, <laughs> proud editing this. Um, yeah. Um, I had someone else I was going to throw on, but I can't think of them. So we'll go to senior to be seen. Right. Yeah, well, I'll start there. That's why I brought this little stack of cards in. So my scene to be seen was, was, was two things. So first of all, last weekend, Alan wrote an awesome story that was in 
our sports section, which I love when Alan Thanks. puts stories in and writes, writes for us. Um, he followed around two guys who fought on the Shogun card. I think we talked about this previously. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a lot of fun to read. He did a great job capturing that whole experience um, that those two guys went through. Um, young, I, I, I read the story and I second your yeah, thoughts. On young it. man named Josh Jackson and a young man or a, 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 an older uh, fighter named uh, Cole Presley, who's in his what early thirties. Thirty-two um, follows both of those guys through the days leading up to and uh, leading up to a fight and the night of the fight. A lot of fun to read. So if you missed it, check it out. Um, the other thing that is seen was a couple of weeks ago, my kid, my son, he was nine, he just turned nine. Um, he wanted to look through my old baseball cards, which is, you know, I'm not going to say no because he hates sports and very seldom <laughs> shows any interest in sports at all. So if you want to look through my old baseball card collection, let's do it. So I broke them out and we were looking through this box of this Did gigantic favorites? box of, no, box, box of common cards. And I just, as I'm going through the cards, like this is my wheelhouse like the collection that i have is from the time when i was like obsessed with baseball so i know something about like probably 60 percent of the guys that i flip past as i'm looking through these cards and so i'm telling them about all these different guys and whatever and then i'm coming up on some funny names so i start reading him these names he's like dad let's pick out the funniest names we'll have a hall of fame name hall of fame name collection so we started picking cards out, and some of these were the ones that he thought were funny. And this was a good one because I don't even remember this guy uh, of the Pittsburgh Pirates back in 1993. a rookie card of William Pennyfeather, which he thought was funny. Uh, Jesse Barfield, which he thought was funny because the word barf, 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 yeah. barf is in it. Um, that one's not so great. Candy Maldonado. He can't believe that there was a guy named Candy. Played for the World Series uh, Giants, I believe. Played for a lot of different yeah. teams. Here he is on the Toronto Blue Jays back in 1993. Here's one... Uh, that he laughed at because of uh, a three-letter word that's in his last name, Paul Ossenmacher, which he I just had I just had him look at the name and he started to laugh out loud because it's spelled A S S E N M A C H E R. Uh, Daryl Strawberry, he got a kick out of. You can't believe his name was Good Strawberry. Too. Yeah, uh, some of these are not that great. Icky Woods, Icky. <laughs> <laughs> the icky shuffle, right? Like you forget, like we don't think about how funny these names are because we just re- we just know the names. So it's funny to look at it through a little kid's eyes, yeah. and he's just like, his name's Icky. Like really, <laughs> gross. Uh, Glenn Braggs. You know, be, is... you know who would be better than uh, your son looking at these cards and these names like Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's name is Bip Roberts. <laughs> Bip Roberts was another one. It could be a Beavis and so, Butthead episode. Those are just like, some go, of the ones going through out. old baseball yeah. cards. So I mean, uh, it was just we did that like two or three nights in a row, where he just wanted. He's like, "Let's look at your baseball cards. Let's pick out some names." Oh, and his favorite, which I didn't bring, was none other than the San Diego Chargers former running back Marion Butts, <laughs> which it, which he thinks is hilarious because he literally thought he thought his name was marrying Butts, like you were going to marry <laughs> Butts. Too bad there's no like f- guy with the last name Farts or right, something like exactly. that. Exactly. Maybe, maybe we'll find something akin to that. But, well, there, um, there was like a picture of, like John Tudor. <laughs> <laughs> there was. So, <laughs> not spelled the same, but John Tudor pitched for the Cardinals. Right. I, I think your son would probably get a kick out Tudor, of him. Yeah. So <laughs> that's a good one. So anyway, that is, that's a little fun little game that we've decided to play with my old baseball cards. So, Alan, did you have a scene or two be seen? Uh, well, well, Josh sort of hit on it. Um, you guys kind of both hit on my my things th- today, but. Uh, I got to go to the Shogun fight uh, as part of that story. Hell yeah. And, man, that is an experience. It's uh, a long night. How long were you there? Uh, I got there at 6. It started at 6.30. 
Uh, got out of there right around 11 o'clock, so it's about a four and a half hour show. Um, or yeah, and that's and, yeah, and and that's one of the longer. That's a longer amount of time than you're going to spend at any other sport. Yeah, event. yeah, and it was. It was really weird. You watch UFC or mixed martial arts or whatever from like the perspective of a fan, and it's like. You know, you see people getting knocked out, but it's kind of cool, and it pumps you up, and it gets the adrenaline going. And, like, I know I talked about, like, not having a rooting interest and things like that, but when you get to know people, you kind of maybe, you, you know, you, you like them a little, bit. a little bit. Yeah, so I, I grew to like Josh. I grew to yeah. like Cole. I, I remember uh, Josh as a football player at yeah. uh, Frederick High. He was right? very, yeah. very good. Yeah. And baseball, a good baseball, baseball player, player too. Well. Yeah, he played at uh, Frostburg, played yeah. both sports. Yeah. And... um it's it's weird when you like these guys to watch them in there, and, and unfortunately Cole got knocked out in the first round, and like it is really difficult to watch somebody's body go limp and them just hit the ground, and I didn't expect to kind of like feel that way, and so I I really and it was kind of cool. I was sitting in front of um, you you'll know the name Brent Walter who got Josh Jackson in. He was also on the mm-hmm. card, uh, and I was sitting right in front of his family, and he was getting you know beat up pretty good in his fight and like the family is just like yelling in yeah. distress and you're you it gives you kind of a new understanding of what these guys really really put themselves yeah. through i totally agree with that i went to i've been to a couple of ufc events i covered one i, I sat cage side at ufc i can't remember the number of john jones fought down in baltimore and i was like i treated myself i was like i'm getting the credentials i'm gonna go sit cage side what an entirely new perspective that gave me because of just what you're talking about, just how jarring it is yeah. to see up close and not only to see it, to hear it. Yeah. Like the, the, the impact of the punches and the kicks. I remember hearing one guy, he got knocked out cold by a kick to the head. I will never in my life forget that sound. Yeah. It and leaves that, an imprint. It does. And I mean, I wasn't close enough to get sprayed by blood splatter or spit or anything like that but i was two rows you know deep in press row and that was plenty close enough it was yeah. it's a violent violent sport and i mean it didn't change my fandom because i still think it's a fantastic sport right and i love to watch it but it's it's tough to take yeah <laughs> that was my takeaway from your story honestly alan just what these guys put themselves through i mean and when you're training you never think you're gonna lose you always right. you always imagine like the ideal scenario of yeah. winning and stuff like even that. if they set you up to lose which was kind of right the right point with, but with cole you're putting yourself through hell essentially for the opportunity to get knocked or or, 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 or choked <laughs> in your or, free time or, 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 or choked out right this is your hobby these guys right. it's like, not their, they want to make it more than that and, but and equally my heart sank for the guy who got knocked out right away because he put in all this time all this training yeah. and it was gone in probably what a minute right i mean all, all that disappeared in a minute right so it's just crazy what these guys put themselves through and josh and i have talked about it like you have to have a screw loose to, right to, to, i agree yeah, yeah. To, i, I think per- so too in the, the guys are amazing athletes i mean don't get me wrong i'm yeah. not knocking them but you have you some, something has to be almost slightly off you're yeah. crazy right and i appreciate that that came through because that was one of the reasons i kind of wanted to tell this story is because I think there's there's something compelling in the journey to get there, even when the end point is probably untouchable. There's something in just reaching, just for the sake of reaching, to try to get something. Mm-hmm. Right, Tiger Woods? Yeah, right. Um, and so, you know, I think a lot of times, like, success can be hollow. And, like, we, we see people who reach the top and they sacrifice so much to reach the top. But, like, there are people who sacrificed a lot 
and didn't make it. Mm-hmm. And what is what I think telling that story is just as compelling. It is. And we, you know, I think Cole was one of the, he was a hot prospect in these parts, um, yeah. you know, like 10 years ago. And he's been battling and trying, you know, and he's, he's, he's had hiatus, right? He's right. taken time away. Um, we've never had a guy from Frederick County that's fought in like, uh, even in Bellator, I don't think. Like, there was one at Clinch. One? Yeah. Okay. And I, I talked to Luke about it. His name was Jacob. I don't remember his last Jacob name. Jacob Kerwin. Yeah. Yeah. He's the one I covered. Yeah. He, he, he made it. No, to, I'm sorry. Yeah. He did. He needed, he had a qualifier basically right. where he fought this guy named Jimmy Hedis. And had he won, right. there was a contract in the UFC awaiting and yeah. he lost. And, and uh, Luke had said, you know, he had an opportunity to continue making a career in Bellator, but it was, there was just no money in it, even at that yeah. level. And he was like, he was sort of around the same age as Cole. I think yeah. he's probably approaching 30 or thereabouts. And he, I think just, I never followed up after he yeah. lost that fight, but like he probably was just like, I got to move on. You yeah. Know? Yeah. You guys are going to make fun of me for my uh, scene and you, and you probably should. I, I, I probably never. deserve it, but um, just don't make it the masters. We're recording this on Wednesday and I'm going to say scene or to be seen. And it's going to be the NFL schedule release schedule. so Ugh. yes it, it's, that's it's somebody it, i was going to throw on the boat it, it's, not, it's, it's nothing it's nothing more than a list of the games nothing's going to change between now and then it's just like hey who are you playing when but as a browns fan and continuing our theme of the week of where we've come from <laughs> i mean yeah. owen 31 owen 16 one win in two seasons uh not having a playoff game in in, in almost 20 years i mean playing every virtually all your games at 1 p.m. on Sunday. I mean, it's going to be kind of cool to see where the schedule makers put them in terms of how many Sunday night games will they get, Monday night games. I hope they uh, get like the two or three Thursday prime night. time so, games. They deserve – they absolutely deserve and, uh, that. I mean, and, and, and Josh accused me of being a Baker Mayfield fanboy after adamantly <laughs> saying that I, did, that I didn't want him, and, and maybe I've become a Baker fanboy. But, again, you have to – you have to put it in context of like the quarterback play we've been watching yes. <laughs> over the last 25 years. Like the reason why I went from like 180 um, mm-hmm. in like th- five minutes of Baker being on the field is because he he's like the first guy that looked like a real quarterback for the Browns. <laughs> he, and he's and, why and, they and, need and, to be on prime time. In, in, in right. about 25 years. So, so may, yes, I do own a Baker Mayfield jersey now. I'm, I'm completely on board. I love the guy. I didn't want anything to do with him before the, before the draft last year. And here we are coming up on the one-year anniversary of the draft. So he's going to be—I think he's going to be very quickly one of um, the nation's favorite players, mm-hmm. right? Unless you have a problem with his attitude, but that is what makes him who he is. Right. That's why he's so appealing to me. He, he's almost the perfect combination of humble and cocky yes. because he's a—he's a worker. Yeah, everyone loves his work ethic. Um, he's not phony like right. Russell Wilson. Like he's the he, kind of guy. Like if you're on the team. You want to follow that guy. You know right. what I mean? Like he's not a cornball like Kirk Cousins, like who's just like, who is this dork? You know, like you're not going <laughs> to follow Remember, like, him, Baker, like Baker caught some grief for like showing up like Hugh Jackson and like he had a huge falling out yes. with Hugh Jackson, the coach. It's because Hugh Jackson was a f- fake and phony guy and Baker, Baker saw right, called him on it. Baker right. saw right through him. So yeah, Baker is a real person. So um, yeah, he, 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 he's likable. Like maybe some of the things he does, you're not a huge fan of, but, he, but he's himself, he's authentic. And uh, is a Browns Browns fans are excited about the schedule release because yeah. it'll be the first time in a long time where it's just not a slate of one one o'clock, <laughs> one p.m. Sunday games that no one really cares I'm, about. Yeah, so. I will continue to be happy for you as long as you don't go overboard and become like an obnoxious. Hey, jerk. hey, Josh, we are going to the Super Bowl next year. Okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so we're, we're we're gonna we're gonna win this Sunday. Okay, all right. So, all right. Uh, any anything else, boys? 
That's it, man. Alan, thanks for doing this. You, yeah, man. You're always our number one choice. <laughs> Don't ever think <laughs> of yourself as number two. Even when two. you're not. Lying right to my face. And, and, and Josh avoided the Tiger Talk. So it was another good episode of uh, Jazz. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Just another sports podcast. Yeah.